Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome once again to Blockbuster Mentality, where we're talking The Flash. Uh, Dave here. Ben was not able to catch the screening this weekend, but uh, in his place, slipping into the co-host chair is frequent guest, friend of the show, and actor Dan Franco. Dan, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, just a little throwing t- me because you've got the Benjamin Secord. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> there on on your Zoom window. You know I'm Dave, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Before we get going in the movie, I want to give a quick tease. Um, On Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, we saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, That review, we recorded that one uh, instant out of the theater in the car reaction. Uh, So that will likely be out next week um, as we're trying to get this flash out, uh, flash movie out uh, just shortly after release. So look forward to that. Uh, But yeah. All right. So let's get into the flash. Now, typically uh, new releases, Dan, I know you listen. And of course, everybody else, uh, new release episodes, we typically hold back spoilers. We keep them for you to go see the movie. Um, I think this movie is so different, um, so controversial. And of course, uh, days before official release, Almost the entire movie was leaked to hell, um, right. like, almost like I've never seen before. Um, so I, th- I think in order to talk about all the issues around the movie and some of the things that were in there, we're going to have to just get into spoilers. Um, so I will give my quick reaction. Um, I did it when I got out of the theater on Friday night. I, I left. I did have a short Twitter thread if anybody wants to check that out. Uh, but I'll just give my thoughts here. When I walked out of the movie, I loved it. I thought the movie was incredible. Uh, and uh, and I felt that as someone who's been complaining about run times, this one runs about two and a half hours. I did not feel the runtime. And in fact, the movie was about, I started feeling, oh no, the movie's about to end. I'm like, holy crap. I can't believe we're, we're here already. Um, I, I, I liked, I liked Ezra Miller's performance. Um, I will say, your your challenge is to get through the first hour of the film where it's Ezra and then two Ezras. If you can sort of get through that point, so we get to kind of where Michael Keaton goes, the movie just keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, yes, there are problems with the CGI, but overall it did not bother me. Um, despite all everything that's going around with this movie, the hate that it got, the fact that it seems like it's completely bombing in the box office, I completely recommend this film. Uh, so, yep. Yeah. My uh, strong recommendations. Um, in fact, I, I kind of want to go see it again, and I can't wait till nice. it's out uh, on, on HBO Max. Uh, so those are my thoughts. Uh, I don't know your thoughts, Dan, so go ahead and uh, give your rundown before we move into spoilers. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've got it, uh, you know, I kind of keep track, a running track as I watch movies each year. And um, I've got it ahead of Quantum Mania um, and just just behind Cocaine Bear so far on the year. Nice. Um, you know, you know, so it's fifth for me. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought they did um, the things, you know, it's exactly what it, I thought it was going to be going in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew it was going to be a lot of nostalgia and fan service. Um, I knew it was going to be, um, and I know we'll get into this later, but Ezra Miller is incredibly funny. I think they're the funniest thing in 
in the Justice League movies and and all of that. And um, not funny, but but the comedy works. So I knew there was gonna be a lot of that, a lot of that tone. Um, Yeah, I think uh, it was it was incredibly fun, you know, and I and and the 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 story itself, you know, the the loss um, that it gets into and explores kind of it that was that was done really well. So I I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I don't expect it to hang out in the top five as other <laughs> stuff comes out this year, but uh, but for right now, it's there. And I would say, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I know, you know, we're going to get to this in a little bit, but um, there's a lot of people that put a lot of work into movies, not just one person. So, you know, I I always have a hard time not seeing a movie for for one person that's in it as opposed to um supporting the the hundreds that 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 go into making it so yeah um, let's uh let's actually pause that thought momentarily i want to hear did you did you see this with family by yourself oh yeah well uh, my well we went for my my wife and my son took me for you know yesterday on father's day so oh nice um, uh and it was a you know it was a big you know packed I, I know they say that it's not having a great opening. The the screening we were in on Sunday afternoon, Father's Day, was packed. So yeah. um and had a great reaction. Lots of laughs, lots of, you know, just, just that great not not like the recorded screens of Avengers, you know, but but <laughs> had it had a great reaction in the crowd. And the wife and son liked as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw this with my wife. She if she was not married to me, she would probably never watch a comic book movie in her life. It's really not her thing. I kind of drag her along. And so most of them she kind of dislikes or gets bored with. She loved this movie. She was laughing more than I was. And she was, I love you, honey. Just going to tell everyone you, she was bawling her eyes out at the end, uh, which is really, which is an emotional moment, I think for yeah, everyone. Um, so yeah, it is kind of strange to, I mean, no one's going, but when you go, everyone seems to have a good time. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so those, so I'd recommend, it sounds like Dan would recommend, uh, we're going to move into spoilers if you guys want to avoid those and still want to catch them. Um, and then uh, after you go see it, come back and listen to, to our discussion. All right. Yeah. So here is our spoiler discussion. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, go see the flash. Who cares about the outside noise? It's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned this movie is more than Ezra Miller. Um, and as far as I understand the timeline, well, there's actually a very lengthy timeline for this movie. They've been trying to make it for years. Uh, they got Andy Muschietti, who directed the, the two It movies. Um, the first one was a smash. The second one did well, but I think is kind of a little bit, of a, little bit of a letdown, but still a lot of people enjoyed it. Um, I think he was the fifth director within a, a number of, of of just a couple of years. Um, the, the the budget was bloated, um, and so I think, and then. Once they spent all that money, got this thing finished, and then Ezra Miller goes out and decides to do everything that Ezra Miller decided to do. Uh, and so I completely understand if someone says, I do not like Ezra Miller, one, as an actor, and I just don't want to see Ezra Miller, two, all the shenanigans surrounding him, um, Ezra Miller should have been cut, recast, or in jail, um, fine. And if you don't like that movie for that reason, I get it. Um, but I do think a lot of that controversy has um, – that, in addition to the leaks, have really tanked this movie. Well, among other things, which we can also get to. So, yeah, what do you? So, go ahead and expand on. I know I just talked a little bit about what you were going to say, but t- tell yeah, me. I think um, you know it, it's always hard. You know, I know here on the the East Coast, you know, and I don't know how it is down where you are, um, but it was a really mild, kind of beautiful weekend. So that's that's not a movie going weekend typically. Uh-huh. So, and it was Father's Day. You know, I think I think. The timing of the release of the movie was not ideal for any because I don't think Elemental had a huge um, no 
opening either. So it wasn't just the flash that um, it just was kind of a, you know, if it would have rained all weekend, um, mm-hmm. they probably would have both done so much better. Um, so there's a bit of a crapshoot with that, with some of these summer, summer blockbusters. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's so many, you know, one of my favorite movies is Braveheart and I don't really care too much for Mel Gibson anymore. Um, <laughs> So it is. It's it's hard to watch that for me sometimes because I I love that movie. I I I cherish that movie. Um, you know, and and I think we talked last year when when we were talking about Maverick. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have have a problem with uh, with Tom Cruise and what goes on with the the group that he's part of. You know, and um, but it when it comes down to it for me, especially I I just know that there's so many crew, there's so many other actors like that. Sasha Kali, who played um, Supergirl, yeah. uh, she was fantastic, and you know she deserves to to have that you know seen and 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 celebrated, you know. And uh, and when it comes down to it, we, we we weren't going to 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 see Ezra Miller. We were all going to see Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, so. true. Yeah, yeah. And I know, and actually, you you mentioned the release date. Um, this they released the trailer, I think, on Super Bowl. Um, during the game, and I when I first saw it, I go, "Wow, this movie looks like a banger." Um, but that was February, and then they had all these fan screenings, and sort of like, no, it, there was a lot of momentum for the movie, and a lot of people coming out saying that they liked it, but it just wasn't out yet. And then there was this like period, and then the leaks started coming out because anyone you could go see this movie if you if you put the effort to go to a fan screening or, or what have you um so there's that long kind of drawn out period which almost kind of feels which similar to i think is what's what might happen to indiana jones dial of destiny when they put it out in can um and it's still not out yet i mean i saw it a few days ago but we still have like another like 10 days as the time we're recording before it's even out in theaters um so it's a slightly different situation but i, I do feel like when you get momentum going for something you just got to release it and now it's and then it allowed for it allowed for people to spoil and crap on the movie for a variety of reasons and then no one had seen it to defend it so we're all just sitting there because I, I gotta be honest i was really pumped for this movie but when I got my ticket and I was sitting in that theater on Friday night, I thought I was going to see a piece of garbage. I really did. Okay. It, it had actually kind of demoralized me. And I'm thinking this thing's going to suck. And then it did not. It was it was awesome. It, it, so it exceeded my, my I would call them lowered expectations based of all the negative um, word of mouth uh, online and stuff like that. So that's great. Uh, yeah, it is crazy to see how, how all this shakes out. And of course, everything else going on with Warner Brothers, everybody kind of knows that this is kind of done. We got James Gunn. So there's like there's like a million things going out uh, going on with this film for that kind of like, I guess, not to say conspired, but contributed to its uh, financial uh, lack of success. And I think, you know, with all the stuff that was going on with with Ezra, they they've already, you know, thrown thrown a completed movie in in the cellar and yeah. with with Batgirl. So they weren't going to do it again. They couldn't afford to do it again. Um, but like you said, it, it with with DC and everything getting shaken up over there, you don't even know if this is this a continuity? Is this a franchise? Is this the end of the prior world? You know, um, which is sort of it sort of ended up feeling like, okay, we're closing the book on all of this stuff that we've done. We're yeah. going to bring all these people back for these little cameos, and then we're going to close the book, and now we're going to start the new DCE universe. Yes, uh, although the movie, it, yes, I think we know that's the intention. Although it almost like leaves a weird door open at the end, um, and it also brings these characters 
forward to then just like obliterate them right. <laughs> in a sense. Uh, so it, it was a little wonky. Uh, so, so let's get it. Let's talk. Uh, this isn't like a, you know, in-depth uh, review, but we, we essentially, we, we understand the premise here. Uh, Barry, Barry Allen lost his mom, as we saw uh, in Justice League. We're just, you know, we're not talking comics here, but just I think the last time we saw them was, ju- was Justice League. Um, at least the Snyder cut, his dad's in jail. Um, and so Barry is Barry believes he's innocent. And then we have this flashback. He essentially realizes that he 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 runs he's so upset, he runs so fast that he could actually what was we saw in Justice League, he can he can change time. But he ends up into this what this um I don't know what you want to call this, this portal thing where he can peer into different moments in time. Yeah, almost what what do they call it in uh, in Interstellar, like this tesseract where yes. time just exists in in like a scrollable um Oh, time exists in like this, almost like a, he can scroll forward and back depending on which way he moves within the bubble. And um, so he can find whatever moment in, in time. And uh, yeah, so um, I did think that the, the way they, they visualized that was, was one of the worst things about the movie, the, the CGI of, of, I don't understand why they looked like, like animation (laughs) as opposed to, just you have all the actors. They were literally all there on your set. You could have, you know, shot whatever you needed and then replicated it the way you did. It just it it threw it threw me a little bit. I really wonder if this was a case where um, Warner Warner Brothers said you you've you spent enough on this. We're done here, and we're just gonna yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna call this our style. Um, so I think CGI is is really kind of. I would call it uneven. I wouldn't call this bad CGI because when he's in like that speed force, I think it's amazing. Um, when he, you know, like sort of like the lightning going on around him, a lot yeah. of it looks really good. Um, but yeah, when he's into that sort of thing, it doesn't work. Um, and then there's a, there's a, there's a rescue scene. I think we skipped over, but I think is a hilarious rescue scene with the babies. What, what was your thought? This was a controversial <laughs> one. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and, 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 and I guess they, they set up a great joke for that by doing that because he, he, I guess, he can't, unlike um, what's his face in uh, Quicksilver in the X-Men movies, um, he can't interact with people. Otherwise, it will mess their physiology up, I guess, or something. So he has to, like, push the the microwave to go catch yeah. that baby over there or <laughs> push this thing so that it hits that thing and moves that baby over there. So and he basically creates this, this like, assembly line so he can just catch them all one at a time. <laughs> and, I thought it was really well done. It was one of the most like wildest bonkers, like hilarious sequences I've seen in a while. Uh, and then meanwhile, we have um, Ben Affleck's Batman with a, an incredible action scene. Yeah, um, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, and I love, I love the the suit was a little weird because he had like that armor, but I love the I love the gray and the blue. That's my that's my thing. Um, but even this where CGI gets weird too. One thing I noticed whenever someone was in a mask, they would look strange. Cause like, and Ben Affleck looked strange. Like, I don't get that. Did, was this something like done in post? Was this not even a scene that was in the movie until this was adjusted and they just used his voice? I couldn't figure that out. Um, right. and it, it's the case with Barry as well. And a couple of times in the movie. So that's another one where it kind of takes you out, uh, a little bit. Uh, and then, um, so when Barry makes this realization, he gets a warning from Bruce, from from the Affleck Bruce, about not doing it, which I thought was a great scene. Um, just telling him because he's it's really kind of a very similar situation. He lost his parents and he knows you kind of have to. And this is really the, the the entire theme of the movie, which is you have to learn to accept loss, accept tragedy and move on and try to make yourself uh, stronger, stronger through it. Um, and I, I think. 
the story in general is great. Um, and I think maybe too adult. Um, I don't know if kids, if this res, if this seems to resonate more with, with adults than kids. Um, I, but, you know, there were, um, in the row that I was in, there was a family that had three little ones, um, which there's a lot of language in this one. So yeah. it, it, there's a lot of, uh, there's, they, they got their one PG 13 F bomb in, they, uh, they got a, a bunch of shits, a bunch of, uh, you know, and Ezra Miller's ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it wasn't so much a kid movie, but, uh, they were engaged, they were in it. So, um, it, I was worried. I was like, Oh, great. These kids are going to get bored and loud and obnoxious. Yeah. they were, they were glued to it. So it's, that, that was good. Clearly <laughs> that was a, you know, there's your, your rating three, three, eight year olds were, were glued. Um, but yeah, the, um, and Affleck, damn, he's so he's, he's just, I, people, I think until this movie, he had kind of moved into my top Batman spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love his version of Batman and I love that, um, like in the Batman versus Superman, um, I thought he was just violent, you know, like, like the way his Batman fought was, you know, I, I liked it more than Christian Bale's or any of the others that we've seen. It was just, it was just really violent and, and smart for what that person, you know, knowing to use his, his leverage and weight, you know, against. And, and so I just, I really enjoyed Affleck's take on that character. I wish we got his solo movie that he was supposed to do. Um, I, I wish they hadn't blown that up because, you know, I, I, I listened to your uh, review of air. I thought that was great. That's probably my favorite movie of the year oh, so I far. It. I don't, it's going to be hard to beat that. Yeah. Um, I know Oppenheimer's going to make a run at it though. Um, and just every movie he makes, I love. Yeah. And, and I wish we would have seen his, his version of, of directing and writing a Batman movie. I do too. And it just sounds like he's done with the character and, yeah. and they're going to move on. And uh, there's so much potential there. He's also for him and Keaton are, are one and two Batman for me. Yeah. Um, and as much as I liked, as much as I like the dark Knight, um, Bale, Bale just, I don't think he's quite at their level. The movies were good, but I don't think he quite did the character uh, the way, the way the other ones did. Um, this uh, movie kind of put Keaton back on top for me because I, oh, yeah. I look, I, I like <laughs> Tim Burton. Um, but it's it's not something that I it's not my favorite style. I, I appreciate it. I love Beetlejuice. I love the original Batman movies, but I don't I like the more grounded uh, version of you know the, the characters when they exist in a world more similar to ours as opposed to what what this fantastical sort Can of be, yeah. bizarre world that <laughs> Burton puts together. Yeah. And um so I always liked Keaton, but didn't love the world his Batman lived in and so bringing his here and then man when he goes into that missile silo and it's just wrecking russians left and right i was like oh that's my batman yeah yeah i think um i was so i i have nothing to disagree with those are all amazing (laughs) points and i agree completely um michael keaton is incredible in this film um one thing uh, I did want to hit on: What do you think of the double Ezra Millers? Was, was that was that okay for you, or was it stretching you? Because it got to the point for me where it was starting to stretch my my kind of patience with the film. Well, I think I think it was supposed to. I think the you know it, the other one, the younger one, was supposed to be a little bit obnoxious. You know, even, <laughs> yeah. even he says, "Wow, I never realized um, how, how obnoxious I am." Um, I 
I thought they did it really well because usually, usually when you got a, a someone, you know, I, I think it's they've just come so far in the ability to have one actor playing two roles in the same mm. scene. You know, it, it didn't feel you almost started to forget that it was the same actor, and you just kind of accepted that there were two of this character. Um, it it didn't feel like it was the movie trick happening, and and it, you know, I wasn't aware of it. And I think it was a good job of of really being two different people acting wise. So I, I thought that was impressive. Um, but I think when, when, when it ended, it was like, okay, good. Uh, and if there was a spot where I would cut, I probably would have shortened uh, this, just that story before we get to Keaton. Um, we did go, we noticed um, Barry realizes he's in a very different world. Um, really one of the the big things was that Eric Stoltz was in back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you make, what'd you make of that little joke? <laughs> but I, uh, you know, um, Apparently, uh, I mean, I, I've never seen the footage, but apparently they, they got deep, deep into um, production before they replaced him. So uh, I, I liked that they how they called that how they how they called that out in this alternate. Yeah. So I think there's I don't want to stretch this, but I think there's actually a meta point with this Eric Stoltz reference. And that is because I looked and I, I just went ahead and looked this up. I remember reading it before, but I wanted to verify um, yeah, they'd, they'd gone pretty far into production. I guess uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't available, but the reason was the reason for ultimately letting Stoltz go was that he had a very dark take on the story and that this, this was actually a little bit tragic for, for Marty to maybe to, to miss out on this part of a life that he could have had, um, which is interesting because this movie is itself kind of a tragedy. Yep. Um, and and in my meta point is that almost unintentionally, this movie kind of shows if we're looking at DC and Marvel, it's I almost want to say DC is the Eric Stoltz version of Back to the Future, whereas Marvel is 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 Michael J. Fox. And it's lighter. It's funnier. It's more popular kind of a thing. And I thought it almost just like drew that line to me where we're, that we're in the, the this, you know, this run of DC films, which I've really liked. They are kind of just, they have that darker take and, and yep. they're not really for everybody. And then, and then you get to the, the whole thing that the thing that sent him back and was having his mother back and this idea of him, of what his life would have been, you know, in in the resentment he has for the other version of him that got to live with her for 18 years and took it for granted, you know, yeah. and and um it's kind of a spoiled I, brat, you know. Yeah. yeah. And thought they played that on both sides of it so so incredibly well. And um the and then that, that scene um where he realizes he, you know, no matter how he tries, he has to go back and and put it back the way it was. Um, that that was just beautiful. I mean, it was it was heart wrenching. Yeah, um, it, it it's one of those things where it it applies to really lots of things in life, which is interesting too, is because younger Barry was in fact even the as he was quite obnoxious in the beginning, he was actually growing and understanding what was going on, um, and and realizing, um, you know, the gravity of the situation, and of course, but it's like, well, what do you? It's like I can't. I have you have that power to change things, and it's tragedy after tragedy. They meet Keaton. He explains how this timeline sort of works. Whereas uh, instead of like branching off, it, it's actually it creates a new thing that crisscrosses and then changes the past. Now I don't understand how that works, but that's what the movie says happens. Which is why we get um, we get Keaton instead of Affleck, and he's older. Right. 
Um, so that things just get jumbled. And then, of course, Zod is invading Earth. And there, and the consequence of this is that one of the things that changes is there are no metahumans, which Barry goes, oh, Batman's not a metahuman, but he's a superhero. Let's go find him. Um, and it's, and I love getting this sort of disheveled, older key, and he's essentially retired. Gotham is saved. There's nothing more for me to do in my life. I've given my life to, for the protection of Gotham, and I'm done kind of a thing. Uh, but they but they went him back through really that, that same – kind of thing that that both characters have have that loss and they kind of learn like, okay let's let's see if we can if we can fix this um right. yeah yeah it's um it, it's interesting that you know that the keaton batman would still wouldn't just continue to be bruce wayne that that you know it kind of goes to that thing that they said in the dark night that the the mask was bruce wayne that the batman is yeah. is uh is who he really is because once the city's cleaned up, it's not like he now lives in his big shiny mansion. He's let that thing run down. He looks like a hermit. Like he's yep. he's uh, he's he's in a world that doesn't need him, and he's he's not he's not really Bruce Wayne anymore. No, he's lost Alfred. He's just kind of all he really seems to do is cook. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Uh, and so, but they're looking, and so Barry's like, "Well, I, I got to find Clark." Um, and they, as you said, they get, they go to Russia where they find out, um, searching some database that Barry has that I guess they found, obviously it's, it's Sasha Callie's character, Kara, I believe, but yeah. it didn't say Clark Kent. I might've missed exactly how they, how we figured that out. But, uh, in any event, they end up into this place where she's being kept out of the sun into this bunker kind of a thing. Um, and she, when we find her, when they break in and find her, all, all of this, by the way, let's, we're, we're skipping over just absolute dazzling visuals um and good good interactions uh between all between all the characters um for that alone it's so good it's, i think that's just where uh where you get the bat wing like or as they jump out of it and you see it sort of falling and it's like you get the silhouette of the moon as, as keaton is diving uh yeah yeah um but we find her she's just like this broken thing she's just been tortured all her life um and i felt I don't know. I just felt something there about what, by the way people can be evil to something that they think um, that they can't control, you know? Um, and she's not real motivated to, uh, no. to go out of her way to help anyone from earth. Yeah. Know? Why would she trust anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, so she, she carries that, that sort of, that pain, that anger, that sourness really throughout the movie. And then she learns, okay, these guys, she does learn through Barry, well, I think through younger Barry, they make a connection and also um, older Barry's kind of willingness to sacrifice himself, um, you know, with the, with the lightning and all that, really to electrocute himself and die to try to get his powers back to try to save the world. Um, and I thought all that was brilliant. And she it gives such a good performance throughout this movie. Um, and it's all set up leading up to we're going to we're going to we're going to kill Zod. <laughs> and it does look like is so on her upcomings on uh IMDb she's she's got a supergirl in development so I don't know if um I don't know what's going to be salvaged out of this this version of DC but hopefully <laughs> it seems like across the board she's getting this great these great reviews and these great feedback on on her version of supergirl so hopefully James Gunn will uh will hold on to that yeah cuz like we it would have to be an origin story I would think um but I think yeah I would I think she was she's a fine actress and she she embodied the role, and she she just had this like viciousness to her that I just yeah. loved. Yeah, um, and almost like we, the Batman version of Superman. Yes, yes, exactly. 
Yes, yes. And I I think there's there is a place for, you know, there could be a supergirl and a and a superman. I'm I'm good with that. I'd like to see that. And it is interesting when you get more Kryptonians in the mix, um, the possibilities there. Um, and so the main problem of the film is we can't win this thing. And that's a gut punch, um, narratively, because I didn't really know what we're because in a way this isn't it's a multiverse movie, but kind but not really. It's more like you're in a it's um I mean only like you said that that kind of weird sphere thing where you where you see the the different universes and timelines where where Keaton Warren's gonna turn into a bowl of spaghetti and, and fall in on itself and explode. Um this I think it's this is more in line with a since I mentioned Back to the Future, that that yeah. sort of timeline change um style. So it's not like say Spider-Verse where right. there's like a million of them all interacting kind of thing. Um but so what they're in sort of like this, they have the ability, young Barry basically gets them in this loop. Um, well, started by older Barry, but then continued on by young Barry. It's like, oh, we, because Kara basically gets killed every time. Michael Keaton or Keaton's Batman gets killed every time. Um, and it's like, no, this is going to be the end of the world here. Yeah. Well, because God's just going to kill all of us and take over. He's going to, he's got his uh, terraforming machines, the world builders or whatever they're called, world engines. Um, and that, that, that felt, I don't know, to me, it just, Felt um, I got that feeling of helplessness and dread watching it. What were what, what your thoughts on this? Yeah, choice? I just just that um, watching it over and over and over. You know, I mean, what I think we go through three times before older Barry's realizing we're at a what do they call it a a, a, a critical point or an accent like flashpoint. Flash. Uh, I don't think it was a flashpoint, uh, but it, it was a a def- definitive point in history that no matter what happens, it's going to go down that way. Right, so there's yeah. no coming out of this with Batman or, or Kara alive. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, again, they did a great job of, of, of showing that despair and, and, and just the, the, the loss and, and kind of the, 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 the this, when we can't win we, and, and, and then, and then turning that around into now I know I can't, I can't keep my mom because this isn't supposed to happen and I have to undo what I did. So it, it really kind of, um, it drove the action so well. Yeah. And it was a total gut punch, I think for, well, certainly for, for Barry and, and for the audience. And so I think, I think I have this right. Well, no, was it, was it that older Barry decides he's going to go back in time or yeah. was it that young Barry decides he's going to keep trying to change things? I forget. Exactly. Well, both things were happening. Okay. Um, that's right. Younger Barry. was like, no, no, I've almost got it. And let's go again. And then, and then, you know, the other, the third Barry who has <laughs> done this for, I assumably, uh, presumably thousands of years, you know, yeah. just repeating this thing, um, you know, kind of a, kind of a paradox because that was the person who pushed him out of the beginning and, you know, created this whole time, time loop. So chicken egg sort of situation. And he um, sort of morphed into this monster, right? Because young Barry gets like pieces of, I guess, metal or something stuck in him. And then it just becomes more and more and more. And he's hideous looking and he's like, no, I've got it this time. I can do it. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a lesson there for just for everyone for, you know, <laughs> There's only you can't change things, and you have to you have to be able to let go. And and of course, as you said, letting go it means Barry that possibility of bringing his mom back is going to kill the entire universe. So so what did you think as 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 all the you know and in the middle of um them having this kind of culminating moment, all these other 
similar timelines start converging. So that's sort of where a bit of a multiverse yeah. Yeah, version yeah. came. And then we see all these versions of Superman, all these versions of Batman. What do you think of that? So there's like, there's a couple different ways of it. Some people just say, this is a, uh, what is the, what is the term I saw endlessly? Uh, digital necromancy. <laughs> Some things people were using, uh, basically using the likenesses of dead people to sell yes. a product or something like that. Um, that didn't, but that I'm not opposed to that in all situations um, necessarily, particularly. And I think I think the intent here was to honor um, those 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 actors, and and we even saw Nicolas Cage, which I don't understand because he never was Superman. Maybe in another timeline he was. I don't know. Um, that's the that's the thing is that his movie never got made. So, yeah. um, but and you- I, I thought just to, so there's that argument. I don't agree with that. That is bad in all cases. But I, it felt, it felt weird. I guess is what I would say, uh, and especially then to have them just kind of killed off and then deleted afterwards. What were your thoughts on all this? I, yeah, I have to say, and I wasn't sure how they're going to do it. Um, it was clear when that first black and white world kind of showed up, and you saw the George Reeves yeah. old TV. I was like, uh, are we going to see Christopher Reeve here? And uh, and you saw that silhouette kind of, and I wasn't sure if they were ever going to bring him out of the silhouette, if it was just going to be him kind of floating there and, ho- and hovering down. And then he did step forward, and I I loved it. I thought it was great. It was great to see him again. Um, and I didn't think it looked bad either. I thought it no, looked, it almost looked like a rear projection kind of effect, which I thought was kind of cool. And it's nice to see him. So I think the intent there was to honor him. Um, and, the, and the Nicolas Cage thing was – it was so hilarious. I mean, so I don't know <laughs> – if you you've probably heard the whole um, Kevin Smith's uh, stand up story about 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 that whole situation, I don't know. If oh no, I haven't. That. I know a little bit about the background, but I've never seen that specifically. He, if you get a chance, uh, it's on it's on YouTube. Um, if anyone who hasn't seen this yet, um, go ahead and check it out. Uh, Kevin Smith got hired to 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 write Superman that I think was originally going to be directed by um, Robert Rodriguez. That might, if I if I've got that right. Oh, I thought uh, it was going to be a Tim Burton thing. No, I, I think maybe it was, but then I think it shifted. I know the two of them had some sort of falling out. Oh, okay. Regardless, this it was going to be Nicholas's Cage, Nicholas Cage as Superman. They did the suit tests with the long hair. Yeah, um, I've seen those. Like, like uh, Con Air, it was just Con Air <laughs> hair, but black. Um, and and there's a whole thing about the the producer demanding like all the demands the producer put on the movie, like, and in the third act, I don't want Lex Luthor. I want a giant spider. Oh. I want to fight a giant spider. So this was <laughs> kind of out of that whole thing. It was, it was a kind of a, an homage to that, that story that went around from Kevin Smith. So it's fantastic. Um, That's bad shit. So hard. And then, and then apparently the, uh, that producer, you know, that, that Superman movie never got made, obviously. And that producer went on to direct, uh, to produce, um, Wild Wild West with uh, Will Smith, and in the third act, big giant mechanical spider. <laughs> so. He's determined to get a spider. Yeah. So okay, that makes a lot more sense though. Because I'm like, yeah, what, what is this spider thing he's fighting? So so it comes from that. So that that's kind of cool. Um, so I do think I don't think there's any ill intent here. Um, there's some controversy about well, why wasn't Henry Cavill in there? Maybe Brandon Routh, uh, maybe some of the other Barrys, um, people that have played Barry. Um, so I would have maybe that would have been okay, or maybe the other Batman. I don't know if you know if there was some issue there. Um, it, it, it did feel like there was one. I think one scene in in that horrible CGI layer thing 
um, of Cavill, I guess, after his resurrection in, in Justice League. Oh. You know, like the shirtless, but it was like a freeze frame of that as he was running through. Um, but, you know, Gal Gadot popped up. Um, the post credit had Jason Momoa. Um, right. Other than um, the actor that played Cyborg, who had a, a negative you know, experience with Joss Whedon and, and, and Warner brothers, everybody came back almost as like, we're going to close this out. And he didn't get to do that. And, and it just, it kind of sucks the way like it all went down with Henry Cavill. So it, it definitely felt wrong that he wasn't in there, but then I guess when you have him in there, it's about Superman. Like, like you, Kara wouldn't have had as much emphasis or weight. That's true. Yeah. Cause she was basically the, she was basically Clark in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and so we get to close all that out. Of course, Barry, um, we didn't mention this, but he's trying to prove his father's innocence. He, he got this, uh, this uh, thumb, thumb drive that shows footage from uh, the day of the murder where he's at the store. They don't see his face. So the, what he decides to do is, okay, I'm going to let, I'm going to accept that that my mom because what he did before was he put the there's a can of tomatoes that his dad sent is sent to get out sent to get to buy for his mom while he's gone someone comes and murders uh, Barry's mom we don't know who this is there's some theories around that who it is but we don't know um, and so what he does to change history because we didn't mention is he takes a can of tomatoes and just and uh, he then puts it up on a higher shelf so that when we see his dad he looks up and the camera gets a good shot of him um, but. All of that minutia aside, what we really get is a is a is a really emotional um, hello and goodbye from from Barry as he just uh, it's it's crazy. T- t- talk talk me through the scene about your thoughts on this and and this kind of. This- I just thought it was so very very well done. Um, it wasn't too big. It wasn't too emotional. It was it hit all the notes. I felt like perfectly. Um, it was subtle, you know. I felt like and and the. I don't know who the woman was that they cast as his mom. Um, Maribel Verdu, I think. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with her. She had just such this warm mm-hmm. heart, just heart. Like it, 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 there was just love in her performance, and and uh, I I was just blown away by that by the way they they, you know, after all that we had kind of been through. Because we're we're now two and a half hour two one two ten into the movie and and they give us this scene and it just was the perfect capper. Um, yeah, I I agree. Now we know we heard from uh, Michael Keaton's Batman that if you mess up anything you can you can ruin the whole universe. Um, he did mess up. He, he well he talked to his mom, which would mess things up. He moved the can, which would mess things up. And I always say that you know these that movies should be consistent with their own internal rules. But I think narratively here, we are going to reward our main character for kind of doing the right thing, um, embracing this, the the reality of the situation and, and um, being selfless and accepting loss and moving on. Um, I guess, I guess technically he didn't change the past. He, he changed the present, you know, he, because his father still went to jail because the video was not clean enough at the time so by by moving the cans, oh, that's true. It wasn't going to get that information until present day. So later, yeah. Um, to then get his dad out of out of prison. Um, 
So, but he did, he, he did mess with something and he took those clothes. So I think, I think if we're being super strict, I'd say he did change yeah. things, but I think we could we, we can leave that alone because what we got was an amazing uh, uh, closing scene. What we do find out is something changed is, hey, George Clooney's back. Which <laughs> I don't know what this is really for nothing. I mean, just to, other than just to show George Clooney's face at the end. Right. That was, that was great. Um, yeah. It was good to see him. It got, it got a little pop in the theater. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that that is the flash. Um, I walked out of the movie. As I said, I, I loved it. I was buzzing. Um, and I, and I couldn't wait to talk about it. And then, uh, you know, after being kind of demoralized by all the, all the hate online and the leaks, um, I love it. And so, you know, look, I'm not Warner Brothers. I didn't put money into this. It's not my money to, to win or lose. And, and after all, this thing is not, it's not going anywhere anyways. They're not making a, a Flash sequel. Um, we will never see Ezra Miller as Barry Allen ever again. Um, and in fact, um, you know, sadly, maybe none of these, none of these actors in any of these roles ever again. Um, right. And so that's that does close out not only this, I guess, Snyder chapter, but um, for many of these actors and their stories. And that we're going to be looking at something. I do, I do hope we'll see Sasha Callie again. I think she she's earned it. Um, she deserves a chance, um, you know, uh, and, and we may see uh, apparently was was Keaton's Batman in the scrubbed um, Batgirl. He was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I. I have a feeling somehow, somewhere, just like the the Snyder cut, it's gonna it's gonna see the light of day somehow down somewhere. the line. Um, but so maybe we'll see one more Keaton. Um, I, I'd still love to see them go and do a completely unrelated Batman Beyond, where old Keaton is mentoring a new Batman. Because um, I mean, that's basically what this was. It was the older statesman with the younger superhero giving in and it works so damn well. So. Oh I, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see them do that. This was, yeah. I mean, that kind of rough concept was proven in this movie that, that it works. And honestly, I'm surprised. I don't know. Is Keaton just like too old? I, I just thought there was like going to be a baseline level of love for Batman 89 and Batman returns that would show up in this theater just to see Keaton. Like, you know, there would be some, just some level of that, that cause those movies were huge mm -hmm. um, and they just didn't show up. So I, I was kind of surprised. I was honestly surprised just by that. Um, and, and Keaton is, uh, I mean, he's just having such a great, I, I loved him in the Spider-Man uh, homecoming. Yeah. Um, I, well, I didn't mean him too old, but is the proper, is the original Batman. Oh, right. 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 Old? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just glad to see him having this stage of his career is going really well. You know, the, the Oscar a while back, um, he just, he's, he's killing it, you know? It, yeah. And we, uh, we recently uh, reviewed the founder another fantastic movie. Uh, Michael Keaton is awesome. He's one of the most likable um, actors out there and he's always just great in everything he's in. Um, and uh, fantastic Batman. And the funny thing was, is that I just, I remember and there was no internet back then, but I just remember, um, just how much outrage there was when he was cast as Batman. Like yeah. you can't, he's a comedian. You can't like, he, yes, you can. Like he was, he's still the, 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 the gold standard, I guess that we all measure, we measure all the Batman against. 
Yeah, it's funny because I actually didn't know about that until a couple of years ago because I was a little I was a little too young when when 89 came out um, to like be paying attention to that stuff. But it's funny because, you know, nerds have been raging forever, right? It's not just the internet. The internet just amplifies it, but it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, don't always listen to the, don't always listen to the mob because sometimes the, the mob is wrong and uh, the mob is wrong about this movie. I think, I think it's a fantastic film. Um, again, highly, highly recommend everybody check it out. That is if you can stand <laughs> Ezra Miller, right. uh, and don't have any kind of like you know moral objections or something like that. Then you're then this this movie's just not for you. Um, but I think if you go in there with an open mind, um, you will be pleasantly surprised. You'll have a great time. The mo- the story moves quick. It's not perfect, uh, but just just a just a great uh, I don't know romp is the right word, but just a lot of a lot of good fun with with I laughed more than I thought I would, and I was really emotionally invested in the story in ways that I that I didn't think uh, that I would be. And I I admit I'll admit now I was choking up a little bit at the end too. Yep, definitely. Um, and you know it's Father's Day. I mean, granted that was with his mom, but it was also trying to save his father was what sort of got the whole thing going in the first place. And uh, um, and and so it was it was a it, I thought it was a good Father's Day movie. So it was it was a good one to be to be out there watching on that day. Yep, just a great story. Be warned, you will get a little wonky CGI, but I think on balance, most of the CGI, at least for me, worked, yeah. and I didn't mind it. The parts that bother me more, like when they first get Supergirl, when they rescue her, um, and they sort of she's wearing that like white long T-shirt, and she starts beating people up. To me, that looks completely fake. Um, and then there's some other spots in the final battle that that didn't look great for me either. Um, and now, so I saw some, um, I want to say on her Instagram or something, uh, or somebody, somewhere I saw some footage of her in harnesses, like in the, you, you know what she reminded me of was uh, Eleven from uh, Stranger. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, you know, with, with yeah. Um, and she's wearing that, that prison gown or whatever. And so they, that wasn't all cgi a lot of oh, that no? was practical because they had her in a harness and huh. doing stuff in that uniform in that costume so um well that's annoying if they actually yeah. did it and it looked and it didn't look good then that's like what went wrong here so i don't know maybe it was a budget thing maybe i don't know um but hey it wasn't it wasn't henry cavill's mustache bad. No, it wasn't that so. bad no. <laughs> um great uh do you have any anything else here on the controversy or anything that uh, it's tough you know it's it's um I, I think I think Ezra Miller is a really good actor. Uh, it, it it feels a lot like um, like Kanye. This is someone who definitely has some mental needs, mental help. And I, I'm curious, you know, obviously Warner's has a lot of had a lot invested in in this person and their success. And yeah. were they getting him help or or what what were they doing to? to help because clearly this is a person in distress, you know, and, and at the same time did some really bad, allegedly did some pretty awful things that, you know, on the Marvel side of the world, uh, they're dealing with the same thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, it seems like you said the flash, it seems like it's, it's wrapped up. It's probably done, but cynically (laughs) big bad of the next phase. So what are they going to do? And, you know, Marvel kind of, I don't want to say they lucked out, but the news came out after the movies were out. Yeah. This one came, but I don't want to, you know, I don't know. It's weird to think of it that way. Um, but you never know, like, what you, yeah, but you're, to your point, though, I mean, they were building up Kang to be the the next uh, 
major villain. Now that who knows how this stuff shakes out. Um, but and eventually uh, they were slow playing because they're like, let's see what happens with the Flash. Are people going to show up? You know, and if they do, then we can maybe not make a snap just decision on on Jonathan Majors. They didn't show up. It it hurt the business um, side of things, and so I, I think that's probably gonna gonna drive you know force Marvel's hand in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, another DC movie, another flop. This is like the third one in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and this one is better than Black Adam and Shazam too by by quite a bit, I would say. Um, and I did come I'm home. Com- we came home after the movie and watched uh, Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons last night, which was fantastic. It was oh, so I love much fun. It. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that movie was hilarious, and that's another one that uh, exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I just, just kind of threw it on, just to like, eh. And uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> that movie's great fun. I love Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, great. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and give this thing a rating in terms of uh, stars, as far as quality, and buckets of popcorn out of five each? I'd do three stars, four popcorns. Yeah, I, I think, think I think I'm pretty much there. I, I, yeah, I might go. I might go five buckets. I might go three stars, five buckets. Okay. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It is, there are, there were moments where I was literally just lost in it. Uh, when the visuals worked and the story was clicking, I was, you know, it'd be like 30 minutes goes by kind yeah. of a thing. Um, cause sometimes I check my, I just like to check my watch to see where we are. Now that I'm bored, I'm like, holy crap, it's been 45 minutes. And then, as I said, I couldn't, the movie was like about to end and I'm like, Whoa. Yep. Uh, and, and I've been and feeling, I'm, huh? I'm generally pretty forgiving on, on running time. As long as you keep me entertained. Yeah. Uh, if, if I feel entertained, I'm, I don't usually complain. I, I want more out of it. I want more story. So I know you're, you tend to be a bit more um, discerning on that. And so for you to say it didn't feel like it dragged at all. I mean, that's, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I know. I've been complaining. I feel like I'm almost saying it too much complaining about runtimes, but I do feel like these movies are just so long. Like you're making an animated movie and it's like, why is it two and a half hours kind of a thing? Um, and uh, I, uh, this one, I thought, yeah, this one did not do that. So to its credit and, uh, and to my enjoyment. Uh, great. So that is, uh, that is the flash. Um, Dan, where can, uh, where can people find you if they want to check you out and, uh, and, and see, see what you're up to. I'm on Twitter at Dan Franco and I'm on Instagram, Dan Franco 11. Um, don't really have anything I'm doing right now. It's been, it's been quiet since COVID, but hopefully, uh, things are starting to, so auditions are starting to flow again and, uh, hopefully, hopefully something coming soon. Yeah, well, when uh, when you got something cooking, you let us know, and we'll come talk about it. But of course, you're welcome here anytime. Um, and uh, we got to get we got to get the three of us together. I don't think, think the last one we did was Top Gun Maverick. Um, so, but uh, yeah, we we'll was just me have, and you. Say it again. And that one was just me and you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you slide right into that co-host chair like it's not like it's no big deal, buddy. So, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so ne- keep an eye out for the Dial of Destiny review, which will review which will drop uh, next week. Of course, you can follow the main account at Blockbuster at Blockbuster Cast on Twitter, and you can find me at Dave underscore Quist. Uh, well, that is everything. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Dan, for joining me, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.